Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. If you have joined us, do, uh, do give us a little heads up, let us know who's here. Obviously, Evertracker here. You got Ali on the phones on the comments today. Marky V's here. Marky V, of course. Um, Leah, all the way from Aussie land in Australia. Leah hasn't been on the last few, has she? Uh, yeah, she's been on a few. She's, been, she's just been Was so she busy. Last you know. week or the week before? Potentially one of them she didn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah we got Shona, we got Suzette, great stuff. Right, we got a few people joining us now. Yeah, if you are joining us, if it's your first one, if it's your. Almost 100th one. I was going to say it's your last one. <laughs> it's almost like your last one. Um, yeah, do give us a little thumbs up. Give us a little smiley face. Give us a little shaka, whatever you have to Gary Martin. Gary, Gary knows the score. He's in there. Mick, of course Mick is on here. Mick stepping up the stepping up the training, stepping up the hydration. Of Jimbo course, B. Mick. Jimbo B's here. <laughs> Rebecca, how you doing? Here that, we go. Great step. We've got that's some, uh... Rebecca, butterflies and bees. Is that what it is? That's what that is, yeah. Uh, clearly, Dave knows the translation. No, I've seen the movie. <laughs> Ah, is that what's wrong? Pap, you know, Papi on the movie. He's got the... Of course. But that's... Uh, he's in a prison, isn't he? I remember. I remember the yeah. name. I haven't seen it myself. No, but... he's got like a butterfly tattoo on his chest. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll have to, I'll have to research that. But yeah, um, yeah, great stuff, guys. Great to, to see all, all you back this wonderful, wet, really moist Who's Tuesday. Who's that guy? Do you know Anoush? <laughs> Namaste, Anoush. How are you doing? Of course he's on here. Especially yeah. we're talking about trip difficulty. He is on here, making sure we're getting him yeah, right. Yeah, Anuj is our uh, head guy over in Nepal. He is. Um, all of you who are going to be traveling in the next few weeks and months are going to meet him. Um, been to Island Peak Summit as well, Everest Base Camp, a few other things. Mera soon. Um, Anuj, definitely brother. But um, yeah, thanks for all for joining us. When we were thinking about today, we had, we had, we had a few different themes, you know, um, what we could talk about. But the one thing we kept coming back to um uh, probably more because we were chatting in the last couple of weeks dave was around um you know we, we recently changed some of our uh trips especially in south america in terms of we were looking at the difficulty levels and we thought why don't we talk about that we haven't talked about maybe different trip level in terms of difficulty because we got a on each trip on the website we kind of got a bit of a gauge and that gives you mm. a rough estimate of say what sort of trip you're looking at uh all the way from easy all the way to extreme I mean, none of these trips are easy, but, you know, you've got to start somewhere, right? So we thought we'd mm. we kind of focus on that today, focus on some of the trips that, you know, people have questions about. Because some people come to us and like, OK, right, it's my first time around you. What what trip is, is is the right one to start off with? So we can talk about that. Um, we'll also talk about maybe if you're thinking about doing, say, Everest Base Camp or you're thinking maybe uh, going uh, to Everest, but a different route. So three peaks, three passes. Or yeah. you think about Gokyo Valley. So then we can look at the difficulty levels of them and think, okay, well, which one is right for me? Um, and that's what we were thinking today, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, and it is one of those tricky ones where when you haven't got, everyone's got to start somewhere. So not necessarily going to start with all the experience you 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 need to know yeah. the difference between, you know, what's the difference in difficulty between Island Peak and Mera Peak or ebc and ebc the why the three passes and it's about getting it right between sort of booking onto the adventure of a lifetime and booking on to hopefully not more than you can chew and so that's what we thought we yeah, talked yeah, about today yeah and yeah our gradient on the website is uh easy medium hard extreme um as andy said none of them are particularly easy but that's <laughs> yeah, better than starting at say hard and going like you know hard stupid impossible ludicrous <laughs> you know yeah so, um, and yeah, we thought we'd talk about that Might today. die should be a, a, a difficulty level. Do you reckon we could maybe come up with them one day? But uh, maybe, I, maybe, that, maybe who, down the road. Who would book on? Uh, you'd be surprised. Yeah, you'd I reckon what, if, we, if we had a might die <laughs> level Mick of difficulty, on, yeah, so I reckon you've got Mick. <laughs> probably Mark Beecroft might join as well. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Bri Bri, he's probably already there. Jerome would do that, I'm sure. Bri Bri is the guy we'd send out to make sure that it's not a definite die. No, yeah, definite, not a definite die. I think um, Jerome would be the one we send out just to check how slippery the slopes are. Yeah. Just so because I've, I've I've sort of seen that he's he's very good at, um, you know, sliding down slopes and checking out if they're safe for everyone. Yeah, else. no, I heard, he, Jerome? I heard he's gonna <laughs> I heard he's gonna um apply for sort of dancing on ice and stuff like that. Yeah, is that still yeah. a thing dancing on uh, ice? I think it is. I think it's something like that. I I, I don't watch it myself, but yeah, yeah. No, uh, not even why, mate. Only only <laughs> only manly manly TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> here we go jerome he's there jerome you, you thought we wouldn't mention that but we wanted yeah. to but a uh, good save it was a good 
mud arrest, we yeah. can call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we call that doing a matrix. Doing a matrix, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, full of time <laughs> going down. Yeah, no, it's very, very impressive. I've got to be honest. Yeah, you, uh, you did, you did that with very uh, a lot of grace. So yeah. well done, mate. Well done. Um, so yeah, going back to, to trip difficulty then. I mean, in terms of starting, so but where, where should we start? I mean, should we start easy, medium? Hard? I would say start at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. So I think if you were going to want to, if you yeah. wanted to book onto a trip and you wanted something that's really considered perhaps an entry level to yeah. the more extreme stuff. So obviously we've got Aconcagua at the far end, Summits of Fire as well. That's another beast and a little mm. bit of a dark horse, the Summits yeah. of Fire, um, because it's like doing Killy like three or four times in 13 days. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty hardcore. Which is a bit of a beast. And then you think, well, how do you get there? There are some mm. people that would book that right off the bat and go and do it. Fair play to them. But there are other people that perhaps might want to build up that level of experience and start lower down the uh, the difficulty scale. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, as an introduction to altitude, you could do the Tupacal Weekender, the four-day Tupacal Weekender. You yeah. could do um, an Evertracker training weekend, which would at least give you an insight um, into sort of the equipment you need, yeah. what the terrain's like, the pace, how we walk at altitude, and it's really just going to flood you with knowledge. And then build up your experience level to there. And and what I think you'll find is that the the gauge is only probably accurate right at the very beginning of your training, right? Yeah. Because yeah. what's easy is easy, what's it. extreme, what's extreme. Then yeah. the more experience and the more fitness you build up, hard might become medium for you. <laughs> so it's, well, it yeah. is a bit of a guide. Well, go back to what we said um, probably, when was it now? Um Probably over a year ago. I don't know, actually. It was, it was it was the Keswick Mountain Festival back in September. Yeah. And I I um I don't know if you might anyone might have saw. I sent an email out around. Um, I saw a talk um, from a young lady. I've got a name, but she's very very, um, very very good rock climber. And she always talks about um, instead of escaping your comfort zone, it's actually around expanding it. Um, quite an interesting concept I thought around, you know, this this comfort zone thing. So we all got a comfort zone. There's different levels of it. And, and she said that basically imagine, you know, there's three levels. You've got the comfort zone, which is very easy. You know, you're, you're very comfortable. You know, you're not even thinking about what you're doing because it's that easy for you. And that's essentially a comfort zone. Then you've got the edge of it. And the edge of it, you've got some conscious thought about what you're actually doing because it is a little bit dangerous. Mm. But it's not as, uh, you know, again, you, you're having more conscious thought than the actual center. Almost like a, like an archery ring if we, if we were thinking about the bullseye. Then you've got the bigger section you've got the one on the outside and the one on the outside is essentially the edge of danger that's pretty much the one step and you can die and that is like really really uh, you know on the on, on the edge of your comfort zone and what she said is that rather than spending a lot of time outside of your comfort zone on this bit where one step you could die why don't we expand our knowledge our experience our you know our training to mean this this then the middle of that target expands yeah because then that means that you, you've got a lot more that actually becomes natural to you you know and that's a good that's a good a good way of, of maybe thinking about it and when we when we're talking about these easy medium hard extremes if we all thought of those as our comfort zone depends where you're at you know what your experience is you know what training you've had you know all of these things what trips you've been on before and your comfort zone you, you know it hard could actually be a nice easy walk for some people right <laughs> you know everyone's Everest is different we not talk me. about. <laughs> hard is hard. You'd be surprised. A uh, harder extreme, I reckon, you'd be quite comfortable with these days. Uh, well, yeah, I would. Left knee wouldn't be, but um, yeah, no, I, it's absolutely right. And that thing about yeah. when people are choosing their trip as well, that about that expanding the comfort zone and things yeah, like yeah. that, it's so so true. Because one of the things that I always so once you've done sort of I use Everest Base Camp as, as an example. Yeah. The first time I went there, it was really outside of my comfort zone. Not usual for me to go and do something like that. Um, I've not done any sort of extreme holidays or adventure travel before the first time I went to Everest Base Camp. And yeah, I trained like I was going into space. Yeah, I was really anxious about a lot of the, the details it's of the space. trip as well. Yeah, yeah it was, honestly. And, uh, and when I went out there, it felt much, much, it was really epic. And it, yeah, and it yeah. always is. But the second and third and fourth time that I went back, I realized that Everest Base Camp was now in my circle of my comfort zone yeah, yeah. that experience nice. and that knowledge of actually going and doing something does help and it carries forward into the next thing you do yeah so 
I'd built that experience in Everest Base Camp. And then when I went to do Kilimanjaro, I had the same feelings all over again as I did the first time. This is the unknown. The altitude's higher. It's a little bit more fast in terms of how you gain it. Yeah. Um, and I had a lot more of those usual thoughts. And then you do Kilimanjaro, and then you pop Kilimanjaro in the circle. And then you can start looking up the scale. So I do think that there is something to be said for sort of gaining the experience yeah. um, and putting in the time and stuff like that to be able to do it. And it's not all sort of physical a lot of it is mindset stuff as well yeah it is. sometimes yeah. the um i mean we talk a lot about mindset it's a big drive of andy's in order to be able to get people to go on these adventures the biggest hurdle often starts between the ears yeah. it's not the hill in front of you <clears throat> and i think and or the one coming down right jerome <laughs> yeah well i'll be honest i'm, never, like, I'm not gonna let him live uh, live that down now <laughs> it, 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 it is funny like going um yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of going downhills these days. It's tough. It's tough. It's sometimes, um, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? You watch any um, any documentary about Everest, everyone's like, oh, it's, okay, half the job, getting to the summit. But actually 90% is um, getting to the summit, and then the 10% on the way down actually is one of the yeah. most dangerous times, right? So, yeah, easy on the way downs, guys. But, yeah, when we're talking about difficulty here, so depends on where you're at from a, a comfortability point of view. And then we get questions Love around word, comfortability. Comfortability. Is it a good word? Is it a I proper word? I think I might have even made it up. I don't know. But I'm, I'm Can we have the, it? It's in the English uh, dictionary, I'm sure. Comfortability. Comfortability. Yeah. Comfortability. Comfortability. Should we keep saying it? Yeah, I, don't know. Like, I like it. A mouthful. I like it. It's a quality <laughs> word, mate. Quality word. <laughs> but no, uh, essentially, the more comfortable you are yeah. like, in, a, in a particular situation where you don't have to, where you, your body isn't in a, a peak state, as we call it, no pun intended. It's not... Um, you know, you're not in a stress state. You're not in a, a fight or flight sort of state. You know that one where you're like, well, you know, how are you feeling? Where you're actually comfortable, you're chilled, you're relaxed, maybe your heart rate's lower. When you're in those sort of positions and you're not really worrying or, or, or about the situation around you because you know you're in control, mm. that's that's the, the your kind of target yeah. uh, to be like that. And look, we're talking about all these trips. Like they, if, if none of them, if none of them were challenging, you wouldn't be here, right? Um, yeah, the easy isn't easy. Um, it's just a, a gauge for us, but essentially we're thinking of all of our trips. Dave started her off there, so we've got our, you know, we've got our training weekends, we've got our tube cals, which we would say is entry levels. That being said, you've got people who go on Everest Base Camp for the first time, people who go to Kilimanjaro for the first time or altitude, and they do really well because they've clearly got a a determined mindset that yeah. actually I'm just going to go in the deep end, and you know what, I'm going to be okay. Um, you know, they don't need to to, to sort of the, the steps. I respect it as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, balls I, to the wall. Just, is, just, yeah. just go there. Balls of steel and ovaries yeah. of steel. I would yeah. literally say. Yeah. Just literally, just go out there and try your hand against something. That's great. And we have a lot of customers like that. I think mm. that are just like they call up and they, I want to do a trip. Okay, what type of trip are you interested in? What's the most hardcore one you do? Do you do Everest? <laughs> and then you get those types of people. Then you've got the other side of people, which yeah, I would yeah. say is perhaps the majority who when they call up, they say, I really want to do it a trip. I, I love the idea of yeah. the Himalayas and and but i'm concerned that it might be too tough for me i'm concerned yeah, yeah. that i'm I, like i want to get the most out of the trip but i don't want to bite off more than i can chew mm. so they want to go to base camp but oh, i really like the idea of the three passes but is that for me yeah and that's where i think having these sort of gradients kind of does help us because we're able to show people okay you know on yeah. a scale of easy to extreme EBC sits here, the three yeah. passes sits here, and it does help people make a make a little bit of a decision. Well, it gives you a starting point, doesn't it? Because if you start and you're like, and you've got, okay, okay, that's a three out of four, say, in terms of level, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard, good. Okay, so it's going to be hard. Nice. Now we know what it's going to be like. Right, what do I need to do to, to make sure I'm comfortable in yeah. this position if it's hard? You know, what level of fitness do I need to have? Um, you know, okay, if you go into a part where um you know there's there's snow conditions so what training do i have to to make sure that i'm safe on those snow conditions yeah um you know do i need any winter skills um for example uh whilst talking about winter skills i think ali has put the link in if anyone we do have a, our last winter skills by the way is next weekend and we do have a space left so if any anyone does want to go on that do book in soon as because yeah fast run out of time the last one of the year yeah um and whilst we're talking about um training uh we do have a date uh finally for our first training weekend of the of the uh the year which is on the 12th of august 
How do you, I know, just you just look up to the sky and the answer comes. <laughs> Definitely not a whiteboard behind us there with the answers. Um, but no, that's the um, yeah. that's the Brecken Beast, right? That's, that's the uh, yeah, the one we've been doing for like five, six years now. Yeah, I know a lot of ever trackers around here have done this. Um, you know, being our training weekends, they find it very useful. We're we're kind of jazzing it up a bit this year. Like some, historically, we've run about three or four a year. We're actually only doing two this year. But we're making um, we're making them bigger and better. We've actually in August, we've also got Steve from Aim Higher. He runs our winter skills, but we're getting him down as well to join us on the training weekend. Yeah, just to um, you know, because these training weekends are for you guys, you know, for people who go on there. They're for people who who want to get comfortable and before they go out to on trip, you don't you don't necessarily learn any technical skills, but it's about getting you ready in the mind. You know, yeah. looking at your equipment, everything before you go on a trip. So if you really want to come on those weekends, do book in. Uh, again, the uh, the links there. Um, I say we've got Steve, obviously myself and Dave will be on them. Maybe we'll have some other Evertrekkers on there as well. I, well, I know your dad usually comes with us. Uh, yeah, the great Bald Yeti. Uh, John as well. So, yeah, we're, there's quite a lot of spaces. We've um, we've made them sort of bigger than ever, really, in terms of what we're looking to do. Yeah. Um, looking at some new routes as well. So, yeah, it's quite exciting. I'm really – I don't. we didn't want to take the essence away from these weekends because, you know, we know that a lot of Evertrekkers have been on them, have loved them. Um, they're still, you know, relatively similar – um, you know, eighty percent of them are, are the same, but we 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 don't want to include some um, some kind of new stuff that we can we can look at. Yeah. So yeah, would love to have any of you on. Um, yes, yeah, so do get yourself booked in, guys, and that's on the twelfth of August this year. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Um, they will hopefully. It depends on you know how many numbers uh, we get booked on. We might release another date, uh, but we want to make sure that these are all booked in, and they're in Brecon Beacons. Um, so that's uh, if any of you have ever been down this way. I know a few of you have. Uh, Mick pretty much um, should move down here because he's always here. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not far from Langors Lake. Uh, we got some nice accommodation there. Yeah, um, uh, we've hired out a nice big farmhouse. Uh, it's also a climbing center next door, so there's a lot going on. Um, and yeah, that's our base camp. And then we'll be heading off to different parts of the Brecon Beacons End to um, you know to get out, do some walking um, and talking, and making sure you're, you're kind of prepped for the trip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just wanted to get that in there whilst we're talking about easy stuff. Um, but Dave, let's let's move on. I mean, I know one of the questions earlier we talked about. Okay, want to go to Everest? You know, there's different levels. You've uh, different routes. You've got yeah. Everest, three peaks, three passes. You've got the Gokyo Valley. You've got um, even if you wanted to tag a peak, you've got Island Peak there as well. Um, if if someone was looking at those three, I mean, which one would be the hardest out of those three from a trekking <clears> point of view? I mean, from a trekking point of view, mm -hmm. so excluding a summit of Island Peak, yeah. three three uh, passes trek. Mm definitely the most difficult um it's the longest yeah um so you're going to be spending a long time above sort of four thousand meters um it's got the three high passes in there um it's also <coughs> got um you know uh, nangasa peak which we normally do from dingboche it's also got chola um yeah. uh, gokyo ri uh congo ri and i think i've pronounced it wrong um Kongma Kongo, Kongmala, Kongmala, that's it. Kongmala, that's Kongere, it. That's that's high though. That's like five thousand four hundred meters. Yeah, that's a yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's, I have to keep a There's so many, mate. You need to get out there. Yeah, so that that is obviously a beast of a trip. <laughs> However, I have known people do it. We had um, yeah. one of the um, oh, he's going to kill me for forgetting his name. He was on the training weekend. Who did it with us? And I think he had his like sixty fifth birthday or something when he went out. And did oh, it. geez, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. he's gonna absolutely. Oh, Alan, 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 of course. Yeah, Alan. yeah, great. I mean, guy. so, Alan so Payne. yeah, Alan Payne. He did it, um, and he went out there, yeah, and absolutely smashed it, yeah. And but he's a strong guy. He had a lot of experience. He'd already climbed Kilimanjaro. Yeah, yeah. I think if you are already a really, really fit and accomplished um, hill walker, you spent a lot of time in yeah. the UK going up and over some maybe some ridge walks. Like maybe you've done the CMD on Ben Nevis and you you know a little bit about what it takes to trek for long hours, that would be great. One step down, um, you've got Everest Base Camp by Gokyo, which would probably sit in the middle of awesome. the two. Um, one that I think is I, I like to think with Gokyo that if if Everest Base Camp is achievable for you, Gokyo is probably also going to be achievable. Yeah. But it's just going to take a little bit more effort to get there. Um, because you do have to go over um the high pass of Chola, you do have to go up Gokyo Ri. Um, and it is again a little bit longer, and then you've got the what I like to call the classic base camp route. Classic and, route. And I'll be honest with you, it's it's one where people say like, "Is it the easiest?" I'm thinking, well, no one who's been there would say that it was easiest. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's still really tough. You're still going to be going over five and a half thousand meters when you go to um, uh, Kalapata. Um, but that's the sort of scale that you want to kind of be thinking on. And I'm 
I know I'm having this. People are having this conversation as well because I did see a comment here where I can't remember yeah, yeah. who it was where someone said they've booked on to do Everest Base Camp, but okay. they're now wondering if they wish they'd gone a little further and done a little more. And it's that type of sort of decision-making process that the, these details really help. Yeah, um, I mean, and we do get people like, um, I use Nathan uh, as a good example. Nathan came with us, um, I think it was back, he booked probably in 2019, 2019, uh, 2019. Uh, but the uh, he booked in, went very early on in 2020, so February, so we got in just before COVID hit. And now he's going back out to do Gokyo Valley again this season. So, you know, you've, you've, or you've always got that option. You know, if you go out there and, no doubt, you know, we've been out, I've been out to Everest multiple times and you as they, you know, um, between us, almost, you know, almost 10 times. And it's certainly a place that you want to go back to. So it's good that you've got these different routes. You've obviously got the peaks around there as well. Um, yeah. So if you do decide that you, um, you know, and I, I didn't see that question um, around. It's there somewhere. It's there. It's there deep in. Um, do uh, put your hands up if it was you around uh, going to base camp, but you want to go a bit further. You know, you can always go back again. Um, there's always, you know, don't, don't see it. I mean, I know some people do, you know, because sometimes it's kind of a one and done. But I think once you go there, you realize the the magic of the place, the um, the enormity of the place, because you know, yeah. these are huge mountains. You'll want to go back, um, you know, a couple, couple, when you first get back, you'll be like, oh, I need a break. Don't think I could ever do that again. And then it it, it plays on your mind, doesn't it? I know yeah. we come back and the next, the next thing you know, like, when are we going again, Dave? You know, it's, it, was, <laughs> it was Emily. Emily, sorry, mate, if we... Um, <laughs> Emily, I know she's she's on the live quite a lot. Do you know what? I was I was gonna say Emily, and then I wasn't sure if it was Sarah Dickinson either because Sarah's mentioned a couple of comments on here which yeah, yeah. are which are really interesting. Um, okay. So one of them was that you know she's got the trip booked for EBC in October and hasn't been able to get fit as of yet. Should okay. she panic? And then I think she even mentioned another one down there. Then um, that's her concern. Is it too tough regarding EBC? Okay. And. I'm really glad that people actually, you know, on this on the Tuesday tune and feel confident enough and happy enough to kind of just say that yeah. because you're in the majority. That's the majority of what people worry about is, is it too tough? Have I bitten off more than I can chew? How long should I have before I get fit? I'll answer your question. So if you're going in October, you've got loads of time. Hmm. Like you can start training now and you can start quite gradually and you'll be fit enough by the time you go in October. You may, you, you probably are already fit enough now. A lot of the time, the training is about reassuring the mind that you can do it rather than training the body. Yeah, yeah. It does also train the body, and I highly recommend it. Be as fit as you can be. But a lot of the time, I find that people are already fit enough, but they feel like they should train, and then that that convinces the mind as well. I personally think that if you haven't started yet, yep. the best time to have started is yesterday. The second best time is now. So Love it go out and just start doing some walks you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be up a mountain you can start locally you can walk around your streets and where you live go to the gym if you can and work on your strength and endurance and cardio so personally i do most of my cardio these days on the bike i also do a lot of um like uh, cross training and things like that to strengthen yeah. the legs and that's all you've got to do if you can only do one thing get out and walk with a rucksack yeah, I mean, whilst we're talking about fitness, I know um, uh, Tamarin's put it, I've been training but still don't feel fit enough. And, and we had a question as well come in uh, from uh, Johnny Flynn uh, on email, going to EBC in October. Do you have a training plan to follow week by week before going? And look, it's, um, so whilst we're all, you know, there's a few questions here, isn't it? And obviously off the back, or Emily said. Um, and uh, who else was it who was mentioned? I think it was Sarah as well yeah. around uh, fitness. As Dave said there, you know, it, it certainly helps um, the fitter you are. You'll have a better time from a, you know, you, you won't feel so uh, fatigued each day because it is accumulative. You know, you think after four or five days, um, you know, you do feel a bit tired, but that is part of the challenge. But, you know, we've seen all shapes and sizes on the trip and uh, all shapes and sizes succeed. Yeah. Um, the, the the point is, and, you know, uh, the last couple of weeks we talked about how to look after yourself or altitude, you know, from mindset and point of view. But then we focused and we always talk about this, which is hydration. And if you keep your level, if you keep your body hydrated, so you stick into your four liters a day without fail you know you go in as slow as as you know as slow as you can because there's no rush you listen to your guide you know it does, if you do those things fitness comes into it but really if you do those things you don't forget you're just walking you're not you're not going fast i know you obviously the distance can uh, chop and change depending on the day but you know you are just walking and you know you're not you're not it's you're not you don't have to run you know you're not being timed you know, there's no pressure with that. Um, you know, it's just about looking after your body. And altitude is a real level, though. We've had triathletes who've struggled 
higher altitude. You've had people who were severely overweight and actually did okay, mm. you know, uh, but they got there. They, it was a battle, but they got there. Um, but yeah, uh, Johnny, uh, regarding uh, sort of training plans and things like that, we do have, um, if you do go on our website uh, in our knowledge center, there should be a little download there where you can download some training plans. It, it, it usually, because we, we saw the last week, uh, the last sort of period you want to start training, if, if you really want to go for it, it's about eight weeks before you go. So there's actually an eight week training plan there. What I do recommend though, um, Johnny, uh, I hope you're an ever tracker. Um, I was emailed in, but yeah, if you do go onto the members area on our website, uh, there is a little section there about the altitude center. You can fill in that and they will get back to you um, to assist with your training. That could be training plans, you know, that could be all yeah. different stuff. Um, but they're really good. They come at it from the, from the scientific point of view. Um, you know, we, we, we tend to come at it from, you know, a, a kind of experience point of view. Okay, what works from an experience point of view? Yeah. As well as the science and, and find a nice balance. So, yeah, we I hope that kind of does that justice in terms of the training and stuff. And, you know, we have to admit, you know, we've been on base camp trips. I know in the first time we went, we were probably fitter. But over the last, I don't know, maybe the, the kind of second or third time, we weren't as fit as the beginning, but we actually performed better. Yeah. Because yeah. our minds... <laughs> Again, we, we go back to what we talked about, the area of comfortability. Yeah. We didn't have to think about it, right? No, exactly. I think the easiest trek to race camp I've ever had mm. was probably the last one, um, October 2019. And I was probably the least fit that I've been on a trip. Um, yeah. And I say the least fit. I wasn't completely unfit. I was able to <coughs> hike and trek. But, in you know, comparing it to the first time I went, where, like I said, I, I was training like I was an astronaut. Um what happened there was, you know, there's an element of overtraining. There's also an element of when you train hard for something and you go there, yeah. but you don't have the experience, you you tend to go a little bit too quickly, perhaps, and then you don't you don't acclimatize yeah. as well. Um, and that's really, I think, what we try and do here on the Tuesday Tune In, and whether you listen to it on the podcast or yeah. the YouTube or however you do it, is to kind of flood you with information because knowledge dispels fear. And if you know that you don't have to be a super fit athlete mm. you don't have to be you know um his name's gone superman superman will do <laughs> superman will do killian journey is who i was thinking about um yeah he's he superman. is a superman actually um you know you, you, you don't have to be at that elite level of fitness you just have to have a good level of endurance um so you can just keep trucking at a nice steady pace follow the mating rules by hydrating and eating and doing what you can yeah and that's almost always all you need to do so for people like um sarah dickinson who was concerned about her fitness you don't have to be yeah put some effort in into doing some training don't feel like you have to leave your house tomorrow and try and train yourself to death it's not what you have to do yeah. get outside put a pack on your back with some water in it and just go out for an hour and walk up and down yeah. some hills that's Enjoy enough it. to get you started and then once you've done that for a couple of weeks i guarantee you it'll become easier and then head out to the real hills and try and go up and down some of them. And then after a few weeks or months, that'll be easier. And then go out for a little bit longer. And that's all you need to do. And then by the time you go to Nepal, with the um, with the maintenance rules that we've talked about previously, you'll be absolutely fine. Exactly. Um, um, got some, I just want to finish off the email ones because we, we had a few uh, from Tony. Um, he dropped this little email. First track in October, November this year to EBC. Should I source Dymox in the UK? Or is it readily available in Kathmandu? Yeah, you um, you can get it in the UK. Um, you know, whether you go to Nomad Health Clinics, um, you know, some some people go to their GPs and get it because obviously it's it's a bit cheaper. Um, you know, don't think you have to have it in Nepal. All of our guides do carry it anyway. I think you can get it in Kathmandu. Um, you know, and to be honest, it, you know, if you wanted, to, it depends on how you wanted to use it. Most uh, people use it um, after the event. So say. Um, uh, reactively so essentially if you get in any altitude issues you know three or four days into it you know you can take diamox but lean on your guide because they'll be able to guide you in terms of okay right um you know how are you eating um you know let's see if you get enough fuel down you you know how's your head you know and um, what, what are we looking like from a um, hydration point of view are you doing that first uh, they'll probably look at some of your um you know your oxygen levels you know your heart rate things like that to see where your body's at and i was only a guide that is you know we don't some you said this last week some people who shows as having really low symptoms uh low low oxygen levels you know not that you know we're talking about the 80s here um you know actually uh look and feel better and they're like i'm fine yeah and then you've got someone who their oxygen levels like 96 97 percent you know altitude and they're like oh, i'm really struggling and this and that so there's no so sometimes there's not a correlation sometimes there is 
you know, we can't get wrong that when it's really low and the symptoms are showing, okay, altitude has really taken hold here. Let's go on to Diamox then. Yeah. You know, um, you know, it's better to be used as that kind of reactive uh, space because you've got somewhere to go. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to take some yourself, I mean, uh, we got them from Nomad Health Clinics. Uh, do mention Evertrek. Um, you, you get a free consultation if you do purchase the medication with them. So, yeah, just uh, if you want any vaccinations. Um, yeah, we do have a link on our website. Al, if you uh, if you can find the link, um, it's on our website there. You can read a little bit more information about that with, with Nomad Health Clinics. Yeah, hope that helps, Tony. Yeah, awesome. Should also mention as well, the guides always have it as well. The guides, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah because so even if you arrive and yeah, you don't yeah. have any at all, um, and you say to the guide, listen, I'm not feeling great, I'd like to go into Diamox, um, they'll have some. And always tell your guide anyway. So if you are taking Diamox, they need to know. Yeah. Because as Andy said, when they're assessing your health um, and suitability for altitude, when you, you know, with a view to continuing on the trek, yeah. it's a collection of things that they consider, not just one. So they'll need to know whether you're on it or not. Nice. Um, oh, there's Tony there. There we go. Cheers, Tony. No worries. Um, Danny Cheese, another one. This is our one of our last email ones. Uh, Danny Mitchell, I should say. Um, dear Evertrack Yetis. Okay, it's a little one. It's quite a big one. Good day to you. It's 24 days until I start my adventure climbing Killy. Excited. A couple of questions. For summit night, do we need boot spikes or crampons? Dave, quick fire. Oh, for Killy. No. For Killy? Don't need them. No. Um, You'd be fine with uh, normal hiking boots. Yeah, great stuff. Um, do you have a contact number for the Evertrack representative? We're picking us up from Killy. So, yeah, we do send you out some um, sort of info around like that. Um, so you've got that like pre-arrival information, call it. Um, so, yeah, you'll you'll get them. I wouldn't want to throw their number out here. You know, might be getting us a few calls. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure I uh, replied to him earlier okay. on an email. Interesting. Maybe, they, yeah, because I thought this came I think, in. I think what you're reading there, Andy, is our general inquiries. <laughs> well, I'll answer this question. <laughs> like, I saw it and I was like, right, we'll answer that sure, one. I'm sure Phil, someone asked me about that earlier. Really? Or, 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 oh, okay. Did, he's, anyway. getting, he's getting double the trouble. Anyway, man. Danny, thank you, mate. That's, that's <laughs> uh, if we have answered him, good, he's got a couple more. But he does say, uh, any yetis, any, any last tips and hints to give me before going? If you're watching, Danny, mate, have an awesome time. It's a once-in-a-lifetime um you know thing it's a huge achievement enjoy it um yeah you'll love it just just prepare your body for summit night uh keep positive keep hydrated and get out there and, and just enjoy the journey yep awesome um right so diving yeah. into the commental questions commental yes. questions commental, good, yeah. commental. Like, uh, yeah. uh like leah volt how's it going leah or should i say leo gadonga wonga <laughs> um I, there was talks about snakes earlier leah maybe you can give someone a, a bit of a help because i understand all of the snakes live in australia right and you've been to australia haven't you love, i've been there i love see australia a snake, though. i love snakes though. they're amazing Never yeah, they're good them. From afar. They're good um from can we have a, oh, love right, okay can we have an update on uh davo's knee please uh <laughs> in, interesting interesting question because today i went and had a meeting with my surgeon may have to go back in for another op mri <laughs> due on the first of march so we'll see how that goes yeah um, yeah exactly you know um you know it's getting to the point where i'm thinking just take the thing just chop it off. Well, I've yeah. seen it. I've oh, seen how well the yaks do. Can we graft a yak leg onto the knee or something well, like that? That is an option. Either way, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, MRI on the first of March, maybe a new op. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, moving on to um, a Mark. good Marky Toyne. So, hi guys, yeah. regarding the arrival from EBC, do I need a departure form as well before I return to the UK? If that's the case, it'll be a UK government yeah. um, uh, passenger sort locator of local locator form. Yeah. Um, so you can get them on the like the .gov websites and things like that for entry yeah. back into the UK. So if you just uh, were to Google um, UK entry requirements, almost certainly there'll be a link there which you can click onto. Me and you did it, didn't we? It takes about twenty minutes. Yeah, it's, you know, sitting there just to... if you've done it before, it's easier because it saves all the details. So yeah. every time then you travel, you've got it on there, and you know it depends on how long they're going to keep this. And it looks like they'll keep it for a while yet, um, certainly to the mid year. Um, but yeah, it does take a little bit of time. So do 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 put uh, you know get yourself a coffee or a beer, depending if, if you're in Kathmandu and you want to do it then. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, and get 20 minutes and just fill it out. It's just usual, you know, where you live, where you come from, what date you're traveling, you know, all that juicy stuff. Um, yeah, nothing too um, too crazy. Yeah, and also Leah is giving some great snake advice because someone was asking about it. I okay. forget the name. Um, I, I swear if it's Emily again, I'll, I'll shoot myself. Um, don't corner a snake and you'll be 99% uh, fine 99% of the time. The little guys just want to do what they're doing without us apes getting in the way. That's right. Snakes are doing snake stuff. Snakes and apes. And they're not wow. interested in being stood on, picked up, toyed with. 
was gonna say you leave them, um, you leave them alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just leave them be, innit? <laughs> They're just getting on with their snake business. Snake business. Yeah. Um, I think Mark asked a second question actually because Mark Toyn asked uh, obviously around um, uh, coming back to the UK forms. Also asked, what's the difference between a free NHS PCR three days before we fly and an eighty-five pound one? Well, yeah, mate. First, the cost. But unfortunately, um, as much as, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but from what we've read, um, you know, this does change literally daily. Um, it's literally because one gives you a certificate to kind of fly, yeah. essentially, and one doesn't. Uh, one is just, you know, the old NHS one. I wish, and you know, it was the same, but like anything, you know, there's there's a little industry forming around PCR tests and, um, you know, antigen tests. Um, that unfortunately is there. Antigen tests. Uh, lateral flow antigen tests. But we don't want an antigen test. <laughs> any other room. Okay, we can leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, the point is, is that, yeah, unfortunately they, they, they brought in these these kind of rules and, you know, it has to be one that you have to pay for, Yeah. which is a bit rubbish, I know. Um, you know, it's an £85 that could be better spent. But, you know, these are these are the rules we I have think as well, travel, you know? The NHS is specific mm. for, like, healthcare, isn't it? Not yeah, travel. exactly. So exactly, they don't want yeah. people inundating them when they're not potentially yeah. unwell but um but yeah unfortunately yeah you've just got to stump up i think and um yeah. and get it um let's have a quick look now uh gary friedman um yes. so uh climbing a couple of monroes in the snow is good training yes oh, mate yes, awesome of training. loved it climbing monroes in the snow in the sun in the wind or the yeah. rain is always good training um i think scotland's you know certainly one of my favorite places to be it's one of andy's as well Oh, um love it. there's no shortage of them as well so you know mm. you can just sort of go through and tick them off tick them off tick them off 282 i think well. is that it? yeah it's quite a few quite a few yeah and then we have some other trackers who have done them all some people have done them all more than twice which is nuts um yeah i think i'm only on about 15 something like that but yeah lots lots to do but yeah monroe's absolutely yeah and they, what dave said earlier getting out pack on your back uh, to an 83. I knew I was one off. It's one off, Shona. <laughs> um, not bad for a Welshman, eh? Uh, but yeah, um, get out there, pack on your back, enjoy it. And because you know, a lot of our trips are just, you know, 80% of our trips are just treks, walking, then you can do that here in the UK, right? Yep. Or Australia, if you live. Yep. Uh, yeah, Karen makes a good point as well, actually. Karen Bardet, how you doing? Um, Bardet. 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 I owe a pint. Brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. Um, yeah, mentions around uh, sort of pre-departure tests, you know, PCR, lateral flows, that sort of thing. And she makes a good point. There are a lot of companies out there that offer these. If you do go on the government website, and there are ones, I think there's over 100 that you can book through. Um, the ones I've personally used, I've used um, Chronomics. They're pretty good. Uh, I've used, geez, I need to guess a list of these. Um, <laughs> do remember it, Karen. I'll, I'll definitely buy you a drink. Um, but yeah, there's a lot out there that you can. Um, Randox, sorry, Randox, another one. Uh, they're the ones I've used personally from traveling to get PCRs or lateral flows um, that you need. And yeah, there's different values out there. I know we talked about 85 pounds earlier. There's probably some that are like 40, 45 pounds. Yeah. Like um, yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome. Next. Uh, Kim Williams said, doing yeah. Killian October. Um, just started uh, training in the last few weeks. Try to walk one to two miles a day just to get those legs in. You're a bit worried, though. Uh, Kim, absolutely no reason yeah. to be worried. Um, you're going in October, so you've got absolutely bags of time in order to build that fitness. You will be amazed if you do it consistently how quick you will get mm. um, fitter. The, it's like that old adage that you never really feel fitter. You just go faster. <laughs> you know, so... Um, yeah, you'll be absolutely fine. Just stick to doing what we've um, what we've been saying. You know, just don't yeah. start out like you want to go out there and beast yourself on day one. Start yeah. off gradually, work your way up, and increase it little by little by little. If you go out too hard, too fast, too soon, all you'll do is overtrain, pick up an injury, tie yourself out, and absolutely hate it. And it makes training that much more difficult. Um, usually, like I I'll be honest, my fitness is up and down. I always stay relatively mountain fit but it yeah it's it's never at its peak so often before a trip i'll start training again um you know shed some pounds build some strength um and yeah it's just about doing i think little and often um and then some longer days in between yeah um, and you'll be absolutely fine that's what kim's put on there actually it's reassuring to hear others panicking about the same thing as me yeah i, I think we've all every person that goes on these sort of trips has a, you know a little um <laughs> a little thought around Am I fit enough? Will I be okay? You know, those kind of things around, you know, we all have those same doubts. 
Um, sometimes you've got to talk to yourself and, and, and almost reassure yourself that you're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm glad to hear that, uh, yeah, uh, obviously there's, there's a lot of Evertrackers here. And I know there's a lot of stories from Evertrackers that have, have, have been in the same boat as you. I mean, if you have shared those same things, you know, do post in, in the comments because it'd be interesting to see yep. some of the Evertracker stories. Um, Andy, we're getting news that your hat says, uh, ain't a good tap. Ain't, yeah, that's good. I know Gatap. Ain't no Gatap. It is. It is. Yeah, it does. It's not mirrored. We've had to flip us, so we're on the same us, side. So on the right. Yeah, we're on the correct yeah, side. I mean, because to, um, the moment we did it on the other side, unflipped. It is weird. I know. So we are. I mean, are we admitting we're on the wrong side? Uh, it's weird because normally it's fine. Um, yeah, but it, see, but we're, we're, I've had to, I've had you to see, we're it. always on this side. Yeah. I'm just normally this side, but just over there in the it other is, room. It is weird, yeah. And then yeah. we bring me in on the same screen, and we have to flip it. It's, and you have to flip it. It's weird. It? So you'll have to do with my misspelt Patagonia hat. I'm, I'm afraid. Yeah. Same with. It's a shame because if, if you wear a Patagonia T-shirt, should be sponsored by Patagonia. Patagonia, yeah. if you're listening. And what's that maintenance maintenance equipment there? So that's yeah, still tell Patagonia that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, Gary Brigden, two weeks till you fly out. Gary, can't wait for you, mate. I know you've been waiting a long time. Enjoy just going through. Uh, Andy McNaughton Jones, Andy, how you doing? When you say fit, you mean fit into your trekking clothes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, that helps, mate. That helps. It know. was Emily about the snakes as well. Does that mean I have to shoot myself? Because I did say that. Oh, we should play a game of snakes, ladders, actually, bingo. I, I should say to Ali, who's actually on the comments today, that we're talking about shoots and ladders. Um, I think it's called shoots and ladders in America. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. They don't like snakes out there, so they call it shoots. Mm. I think a shoot over there is a, is what we'd call a slide. Yes. I think that's probably right. I think probably that's right. right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. They're, they're, who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, just as well, just while we're, we're sort of coming up, Bobby, yeah, we've got about another 20 minutes left. Um, so some of you might have seen uh, some sort of emails coming out the last few days, but we, because um, we, we were talking about difficulty again, go back to what we talked about at the beginning. We've got a few questions left. Um, is that, you know, we've, we're looking at some new, more remote trips. You know, we're always looking for more remote trips. We've got some new ones coming up. But um, two that we had in Ecuador, um, we already, we originally had one called the Ring of Fire Trek, which was, we actually took a look at that and, and had chat with our, our team in South America. And we were like, it is more about the summits. And we thought we'd rename that. So, yeah, if you if you booked into that previously, I think there was about 14 or 15 people booked onto that. We, we, we did send you an email with just some information on why we changed the name of it. But purely just wanted to change the name. Uh, and it could confuse you more. The other one we created, we renamed the Ring of Fire Trek. So, yeah, the, the new Ring of Fire is more of a trek. It does include, um, you know, Summit of Cotopaxi. But then you are trekking through... One of the actually more remote regions we've actually um, on any of our trips, which is in Ecuador. So yeah. uh, essentially, you've got about six days there. We are trekking over some high passes and, you know, it's full on camping or you're staying in settlements. But like, you know, no other company does this kind of route in the UK. And I'm really proud of that. It's very similar to Tomokia route. Yeah. But we've. Um, yeah. So we have split that into two. So we've got the summits of fire and then we've got the ring of fire. So the summits of fire, as you guessed, all about the summits, you've got four summits. Two of those, uh, Chimborazo and Cotopaxi, so two really high volcanoes, you know, roughly around the, the 6,000 meter park, uh, yeah, mark. Then you've got the Ring of Fire Trek, and that is more of a journey, although you still get a summit with Cotopaxi. So, yeah, we wanted to kind of do something just while we change that up, which is why at the moment, you know, with um, Valentine's Day as well, uh, we've got this thing called Fiery Feb. So for the next, I think we've got nine, no, we've got eight days left. You get £150 off either of those trips if you book in. Um, you just use the code REDHOT at checkout. And you also get free hire of all the technical equipment that you need uh, to climb either Cotopaxi or Chimborazo. So that's, you know, helmet, ice axe, harness, crampons. Uh, we've even got some mountain boots over there if you haven't mm -hmm. got those crampon compatible boots. Um, yeah, and that's uh, over £120 worth of equipment that you get free use of on the trips. So yeah, if um, if you're interested, you can book on any date up until, I think we've got dates at the end of 2024 at the moment. Just use Red Hot at checkout. Um, we've had quite a few people who've jumped on them already. But yeah, so you've got the Summits of Fire and then you've got the Ring of Fire. Ali, if you're on the, uh, oh, she's already on it. Look, I don't mm -hmm. even have to say, and she's on it with the comments. Um, let's put the links in there, guys, if you want to have a little look and download the guides. We've also changed some of the pricing on it as well just compared to previous so any, any previous customer obviously we're honoring that but this is our 
um this is our, our, our kind of new direction but yeah um so get on it guys red yeah. hot at checkout shoot on down there definitely or slide on down there <laughs> well we want to show people the love did, did anyone did, it, did, did ali confirm my uh, something about like shoots and ladders she there didn't i didn't see anything coming in no. it is it is who says Here that it is uh definitely shoots and ladders nice it is <laughs> nice wow um well we've got a few more questions um okay Dave, yeah, so Please Chris Ward, is yeah. walking five miles a day good training? Yes, it is. Yes. That's all I got to say on that, Chris. That's a really good training. Five miles a day is awesome. If you're doing five miles a day, you're mm. you're well on the way to wherever you're going. Um, I just noticed as well, Pixie on here said that she uh, went to Everest. Um, Everest Skydive. I did Everest Skydive. Yeah, she so, knows the news. So she knows the news. She'll see him again when she's out there with us. Yeah, what an absolute <laughs> legend. Um, what a Pixie. Yeah, that's why we call the news the skydiving yay. He is. Um, yeah, he spends just as much time sort of... He's He's been to really extreme altitude. He, he has. He has. He's yeah. Uh, Those, I mean, we should say, like, yeah, our team over there actually um, do and run the Everest skydive. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it is absolutely epic. You get to, you know, you've got to have the oxygen on. Yeah. You go up to Namshi um, and then uh, Siang Boche and you do a massive jump from extreme altitude. It's... Just to um, mental. just to do a bit of a test, actually, because I want to throw that out there. Tamarin's obviously beat, beat me to it. Who here on the live would be interested in doing an Everest skydive? Uh, so it's called Everest skydive, by the way. Um, the company, but the actual skydive takes pass uh, takes um, takes place. Um, the, the certainly the one uh, in Pokhara. Actually, that's um, that's they, they do do an Everest one. It is. Well. Oh, is it? Oh, that's the real expensive. So one. yeah, yeah, that's oh, really right, yeah. yeah. So I mean, some monies. To do that one but yeah the everest guide the team, other one you're absolutely right they do do it in pokera as well yeah. but they do the everest one in everest that's the oxygen uh, and right. everything like that that's a uh the pokera one i don't think you need the oxygen no but it's, it's it's definitely i know a lot more affordable but yeah who um who would be interested in that because i know it's only a certain time of year i think it's october, I don't, it's october november time um you know so it's only a certain part of the year and we could certainly put something together if any ever trekkers were out there and wanted to do it um you know I'll, and we'll get some costs this is just off i'm just thinking thinking out loud now. this is how this done this is behind <laughs> the scenes now where like andy will come up to me and go, dave i'm just thinking about something what's that um what about skydiving and, well, then, yeah. and then it's like, okay do fine, it. let's set it up and I know, I know mick it. would do it of course he would uh yeah mick, mick would do it we know mick, mick would do it with a parachute he's mad but yeah, well, um, Pixie's already done it, so she's uh, she she could she could tell us how it yeah, is. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, we do need to get out there and do uh, some skydive. So yeah, well, well, definitely. I mean, this is um, I mean, I literally think, fresh as we are talking about sure, it. I think the same team as well. Mm. Um, Anuj, if you're still here, you can perhaps back me up on this. Is it the Guinness Book of Records? Aren't yeah, it? that's what I mean. They got a world record. I think Red Bull done a feature on it where they actually did the hot yeah they landed on yeah, the slopes Barussi. of Barusi. Yeah. i'm pretty sure they landed at around seven thousand or six thousand meters or something like it that it was the like, world's highest skydive world highest skydive yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was seriously world's highest skydive those guys are amazing as well mm. i've been lucky enough to been out there um when yeah. they're running it and um well i was actually in Kathmandu, mm. but i got to meet some of the team um and yeah they're absolutely crazy people but yeah, um yeah. Yeah, an amazing thing. We want to do it, don't we? We should get out there. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I know it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of interest here. So, guys, yeah, definitely we'll we'll, we'll take a look then and, and see if we can do awesome. it. Awesome. That's, uh, that's my afternoon. Uh, <laughs> Tom Massette was asking for a price already. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know, mate. Well, these are, this is literally an idea off the cuff. So, we will definitely let you guys know. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, if it's, if it's something that trekkers want to do, you know, after their trek, um, yeah, or before, um, but you know, after kind of feels right to me. Yeah, um, yeah, we'd uh, definitely make that happen because our, our team already do it. Um, you know, externally, I know they usually do about 160 jumps over the course of like a 12 day period, you know, depending on weather. Uh, in 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 Pokhara, so yeah. yeah, we'll definitely come back to you with what, that, guys. What's that film? I think Wesley Snipes. Okay, where they do like. Because obviously there's Point Break, but there's one with I'm sure it's Wesley Snipes where they 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 do it's all about skydiving and stuff like that. I can't remember. Do you know what? Someone's gonna know about that movie, and I don't know. Shall I shall I offer a prize to whoever gets it first? Uh, you can do. Yeah, I'll send whoever gets it first a buff. No googling though. I I'll know. <laughs> I'll know. Wesley Snipes skydive. You sure it's Wesley Snipes? No. <laughs> but, uh, but I'm but I'm drop zone. Stuart Taylor. Right, he's got it. That's it. So, okay, so I guess uh, I'll, I'll post Stuart a buff. That's a keep making right. that That's mine. So th this <laughs> you know what that was, Stuart. This live is all about just creating jobs for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, 
Uh, yeah, Stuart, um, drop me an email uh, at uh, info at evertrek.co.uk and I will post you a buff. Grace there. Well, look, we've got 10 minutes. We've got a few more questions, guys, because right, uh, okay, yeah. I want to, sorry, I know we went on a bit of a tangent, but look, it was great. And yeah, we can't wait for the skydiving. Um, we'll certainly reach out to Anuj and see if we could put something together for you guys. Uh, snakes on a plane, that'd get you to skydive. Marky V. Snakes on a plane. Love, I, I actually watched that film on a plane. Really? Which was weird because... I remember, I think it might have been on um, a flight to Nepal, and I was literally uh, watching it. And then there was, you know, if any of you have seen it, it's quite a lot happens on a plane, and you look around and everyone's sleeping and snoring. Yeah, it was a very weird experience. Yeah, but um, here we go. Ah, Kim, Kim was trying to be there. Yeah, sorry, Kim. Maybe, <sighs> maybe, maybe right. I'll do like a little like thing every so often. I'll, every so often, I, I'll, I'll do okay. like a quiz. <laughs> and it's going to be related to something we're talking about. That was a pretty obscure one. But um, I go for Mick here. Tupcal for me. 5th of March. Opportunities for snow. Good. I'd say it's a good chance. Um, I once was in... Um, I sound like I'm telling another one. I once was in story. Uh, but no, I was I was in... Um, Bilbo. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was in Morocco at the end of February. And there was snow on the summits. Um, yeah, so definitely. There, there should be. Um, I mean, we had some summits over the weekend. Just gone. Um, you know, our first summit since uh, Morocco was opened back up for us. So we were like, yeah, honestly, it's, uh, yeah, can't, it's, it's amazing getting people back on trips, guys. It's honestly so amazing. Just, and yeah, the, you know, um, we uh, basically, there was loads of snow crevasses, yeah. uh, the crevasses, crampons. Mick, I uh, hopefully, mate, I'd love there to be snow out there for you because I know you're, you do like a bit of ice and a bit of snow um, and plenty of hydration down south, mate. So yeah, you'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say then? Do um, I, is that from Pixie? So, so, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it feels a bit bad. I can't send her a buff because that was just for Stuart, you know? Okay. But what I will do is I will ask Anuj to give her a free beer at the bar. <laughs> okay, when she arrives. Yeah. Okay, so I will let Anuj know. You can go up and say, uh, uh, Anuj, Dave owes me a beer. And, uh, you you realise everyone's going to go there now. Anuj oh, is going to be God. like, what have all these know, beers I, I've had to give away? I know. <laughs> I literally, I'm gonna to have to send him about a thousand dollars just to like because I've I've got so many names wrong. Um, okay, I've just spotted yeah. another question yes. as well. Uh, Mark Jackson, um, hey, he's um, he's going with us on Friday. It's pretty exciting, isn't it? Um, does he need any water filter tablets? Uh, where's he going? Nepal. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Water filters, my friends. Did, did you see how I said Nepal there? And I was about 80% certain. I was going <laughs> to say. Because it, it, it might be Gilly. I think wow. it is Nepal. Um, yeah, no. Um, on our trips, no, you don't need water filter tablets. Um, yeah. Even if you did, the guides will have them for you as well. Yeah. So you'll be looked after. Definitely. Um, do you want to, have you got a cue? Uh, sorry, I was just looking at Chris. Um, Chris Ward, any snow on Killy at the moment? Um, yeah, there was quite a lot actually uh, Nepal, so about told a week you. ago. Uh, there we go. You're on it, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was uh, quite a lot of snow actually. Um, I was looking at some of the photos. I, I posted one on Instagram. Um, I think it might have been yesterday. And there'll be a, one of the last pictures. And it was, um, I'll see if I can bring it up actually. But there was quite a lot of snow. I'll see if I can, um, don't know if you can see that one there. That was from Killy. That was literally a week ago. And that is uh, literally just on the way, not far from the summit there. Uh -huh. And that is uh, that's one of the, my favorite pictures, by the way. I was like, I had to share that. Um, is that the one I took? <laughs> it wasn't. It was from um, uh, one of our guides, actually, oh, okay, Silvana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely, uh, there is snow on there. I mean, it, it's so changeable. One week is different to the next. Um, when we went up there, we didn't really have any snow. It was, um, And that was in this exact same time of year. So we can change week on week. Um, you know, fingers crossed for you, though, mate. Um, if there is, if not, there is, uh, you've got, you've got the glass here at the top. So, uh, yeah, it is, uh, you know, you will have some, uh, you know, you'll feel the crunch of, of something under your feet. Um, yeah, can't, uh, can't yeah. wait to, to welcome you there, mate. And Jerome says stellar point as well. That is, um, just, no so, just so you know, yeah, it's like <laughs> when you get to a certain point, you crack open a can of Stella. <laughs> You just took my questions. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> you just took my. I had one lined up from um, from Jane Moody there. Sorry, where's uh, Jane? I'm gonna have to try and find it now. It's okay, my. Let's have a look from Jane. Is it? Right? Uh, well, fire through because we've got. Uh, there we go. Actually, yeah. it was a question for Dave as well. Oh, there we go. I've got it's it. It's about bikes, then. It must be. Uh, well, we don't. Let's not assume that. We don't know. We're, like, yep. not, not all my questions <laughs> are about bikes or knees, and. <laughs> 
It's not going to be about bikes or knees. Jane would not let me down. Question for Dave. What sort of training do you do on the bike? I'm spending a lot of time on mine, thanks to my stupid knee. <laughs> Uh, I've just been doing one. the steady state cardio, but I'm getting so bored. Do you throw in intervals? I'm not sure what yeah. uh, knee is ready for spin just yet. Okay, so um, I'll be honest with you. I do a lot of interval. If I'm in the gym, I do interval training on the bike. Yeah. So I'll. Uh, there's a couple of programs on the machine that I use that actually develops an in, uh, the interval for you. So really high power for short periods, then lower power, then high power, then lower power. That's what I do. Um, I'll be honest, that's pretty much just about strengthening the knee and cardio. I do not, probably more, much more than that in the real world outside on my mountain bike. So I've started mountain biking again, um, doing some downhill trails and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's much more fun. Um, I'm not saying you have to go and do down, downhill trails, but what I would really, 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 really recommend you do if you love biking is go to a bike park. There's often like green runs and blue runs there that are mm -hmm. like family friendly. Um, and it's great. You can cycle up. You're in the forest, in the woods. There's no cars around. There's no dog walkers. There's no one that, you know, it's just you, your bike and like-minded people. And you can just head down a green or even a blue and just have as much fun as you want, going as fast or as slow as you want. Um, and personally, I think that uh, it's good for the mind, good for the body. Um, I also do a little bit of road riding as well. Um, it's not my favorite type of riding because the big metal things that are flying around all the time try and hit you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, I just do interval training. But sometimes if I can't be bothered, I'll just do time. I'll just go on there and say, I'm going to do an hour on the bike. And I go as hard or as easy as I feel like. Sorry, it. I found that very funny. Which Look one? Look at Karen's comment. Uh, and a few free stumps, uh, Dave. Um, <laughs> Ooh, I'll be honest, ouch. They are in a, in a, well, it, it, it is H. Um, <laughs> Karen's got you there, mate. Got you there. Yeah, I mean. There is a story behind this. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't, but... Um, Dave's ACL went when he hit a tree stump. Oh, I know. It's, it's all subject. Uh, honest, to, it, 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 it really <laughs> saw, really saw. Karen, you owe him a beer now. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, 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 honestly, my knee, I get to a point where I'm just like, just cut the thing off. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got a, we got about another. So we got five minutes. I want to answer a couple more questions here because a couple that came in earlier. Um, where are we? Where are we? I literally had it just and, there. And yes. This is amazing. Okay. Stuart Haddon. He's hey, in Ecuador at the no moment. Way. And he's on it. And, he, and he's on a Tuesday cheering. Oh, great, mate. He's at 3,600 meters in, in, in Bambura. Ah, oh, awesome. The trip's yeah. going well. And it's uh, great being the only client and getting one-to-one -one guidance. Uh, phone <laughs> service is okay at the moment. And I'll check in again Brilliant. later via WhatsApp again. Cheers, guys. I think it's one of our first. And I think we had one. No, it's, yes, it's probably one of our first pe person that's on a trip that is on the Tuesday cheering. Stuart? Well Stuart is an absolute <laughs> legend. Stuart has Diaz. Yeah, he's booked on to the um, the Summits of Fire trip. He's yeah. going out there. It's a beast of a trip. Stuart, respect, my friend. Yeah, good on Keep you. the updates coming. Send me as many pictures as you can. I just you want to see some pictures, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> I'm sure those Mandel Bhutans are getting plenty of work hey, out there if you've got done. it. I'm sorry, but Ramona's... <laughs> I did notice. I did she's notice. stressed. <laughs> so I thought um, I'd get in. Awesome, Stuart. Does nice gin well, count as hydration? Um, I asked Fee this yesterday. I think if it was Fee, she'd probably say yes. I'd say well, maybe I, I told afterwards. Fee. I told Fee no, and I heard what? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't out. No, no, no. There's um, no. Certainly, um, I think Emily actually has asked what are the requirements for vaccinations. Emily, um, yeah, because we could be a, we we did do a live actually. Um, there was all about vaccinations. Do have a look at it if you look at all of our lives or on YouTube because they're all recorded. Get on there, have a little look. If you any specific information, again. I mentioned Nomad Health Clinics. Do go on their website um, or any travel clinic. You know, we, we obviously, we've got a good relationship with um, with Nomad. Um, you know, you do get a free uh, consultation with them if you do book your vaccinations through them. If not, it's a little bit of a cost. But, yeah, um, definitely in terms of vaccinations. Um, remind me, where, where, where is Emily going? Because if it's Tanz sorry, if it's Nepal, it's just the, um, uh, you know, tetanus, typhoid, uh, you know, diphtheria, you know, the ones you kind of have every 10 years. Mm. They're the main ones. They're the optional ones like rabies. You know, you've got some of the hepatitis. And look at Ali. She's done it there. She so shared it on there already. There's also. also a blog about it as well. So if Ali, yeah. Ali on the phones can put that in there, that's great as well. No nomads um, in Scotland. It's because they're all traveling, Karen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, awesome. Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, vaccination is very important. You know me, and I'm like a pincushion. I'll, I'll have it. I did know. Um, I've, got, I've got one more. Um, go on. Dave, I'll follow this at you. I'm, I'm, it's, it is a quick, quick fire. I'm on EBC uh, on the 23rd, uh, April, about to book flight 
Should I plan an extra day either side? Uh, where would I stay? Same accommodation? Same accommodation. This is Corolos. Yeah. Um, same accommodation. Ah, you're booking your flight. Send them to me, my friend. Send yes. them to me. You can have an email <laughs> from me. Um, yeah. Um, I highly recommend having an extra day, um, at least at the end of the trip. But if you want one yeah. at the beginning as well, that's a really good idea. Yeah. It just means that you have a softer entry. You can explore, get to know Nepal a bit, and just enjoy yourself. The one at the end is really important because if you have any delays, you're not stressed out about your return. You can just got an extra day and nine times out of ten you don't need the extra day and it's just a free day in Kathmandu to go back to see something that interests you yeah. go somewhere different it's really good fun so highly recommend doing that yeah and the accommodation um once we've got your flight details we'll know then if it, you know when you're leaving in terms of extra nights and we'll automatically book you onto that um you know if if um the same hotel which is aloft um, I suppose, yeah, just, just the, for some confusion, if you're in Nepal with us, you'll be staying at Hotel Loft. We've got some kind of old FAQ kind of PDFs. If you spot them, let them, let us know. We can we can change them up because we've got so many trips. Yeah. Um, and some of them might mention some old uh, hotels we used to use. We we kind of changed since COVID just because we had a, um, um, the, a loft looked after our customers during a very challenging time with COVID. And we, um, we decided to partner with them. They're great, great place. Um, so we moved all of our customers to a loft. Uh, even Ali's put a little bit of a uh, link there to a loft in in, ta in Tamil. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but if you do spot any, um, that would be awesome. Just let us know, and we can change it and make sure that it's got accurate information. Yep. Awesome. Um, uh, and Mark from Marky V has the play ah playlist. I'm going to create it this <laughs> week. Um, so yeah, just take my laptop home with me, and I will get it all created and shared, and you guys can follow it. Yeah. I want to try and make it so I create a playlist, but, but but yeah, so everyone can see it. Um, and I did think about the idea that people can just add songs to it, but I'm not sure if you can do that. Like, I think the creators work out a way. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, the adventure playlist is something I'm really excited about. Yeah. And remember, it doesn't have to be songs about mountains. It can be songs that inspire you, yeah. songs that, that remind you of home, songs that remind you of the mountains, mm. training songs, anything like that. Um, <coughs> it's just the adventure playlist. Um, the adventure playlist, I love it. Uh, Carrie's asked, um, uh, uh, airlines, uh, Turkish Airlines, 100% cheaper than Qatar. Anyone flown with them to Nepal? Yes, I've flown with Turkish quite a few times. Um, absolutely amazing. Yeah, very, very good. I actually, uh, either or, there, there's not much of a difference between the two, if I'm honest. Um, you know, Qatar, it, you know, it, it seemed over the last sort of four or five years, it's become more popular, especially for anyone who are kind of down this neck of the woods in South Wales because they fly from Cardiff. Um, there's more options in London. Turkish, Qatar, yeah, you won't go far wrong with either. I think Qatar has more options from a connection point of view. Um, Turkish has it quite close. Do be careful. I've missed a flight previously. This is probably more my fault than Turkish Airlines' fault, although they did put me up. Were you, were you hydrating, ready for the trek? I was hydrating, but I was also writing. Yeah. This is before ever trek now. But um, essentially, yeah, they, 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 some of their, their times are quite close. If you've got a close stopover of like an hour in Qatar, they will take you to your flight with Turkish Airlines. I didn't see that. So, you know, it's a bit of a risk. Yeah. Just to uh, just to let you know, yeah, for, for the 100 quid, if you wanted that bit of peace of mind, go with Qatar, knowing that if you've got a tight connection, you're going to make it. Whereas Turkish, there might be a chance. Just yeah. just worth, um, just worth uh, put, you know, considering. Awesome. Uh, Andy, I'll put Thriller on the list for you, my friend. Thriller. I'll put it on there. So great, good, good track. Um, it's perfect speed for poly poly. Uh, ah, Karen, Karen, <laughs> um, Karen has asked um, uh, if we get some kind of itinerary sent out. Yeah, so about two weeks normally before the trip, um, but definitely before the trip, you'll get um, an email with all your pre-arrival information. Stuff, yeah. So contact details, where you're going, all that sort of stuff. Nice. Um, so yeah, but just to, you know, someone will be there to pick you up at the airport yeah. anyway and take you there. But you will have a list of like contact numbers and the hotel and stuff like yeah. that. And I'll send it out before, um, yeah, before we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to answer this one. Dan, uh, Dan Garner. Hey, guys, have you got any live Q&As in the evening? Um, got a base camp with us. Got a couple of other people. Sure, we've got some questions. Yeah, unfortunately, mate, we, we don't do them in the evening. Um, we've got them every, we try and keep them every week at half 12 on a Tuesday. If you've got a bunch of questions, um, it might be worth, Dan, if you drop them to info at evertrek.co.uk, you know, catch up with the people you're with. Come up with some of the questions if you want to drop them we can then just tackle them on the live uh or we can do like a, we do we do some video emails back or if you really want to um obviously it has to be during the day um but we could we could even set up like a zoom call if needed um you know if you really want to do any face-to-face -face yeah. stuff um so a few options with you but yeah you want to make sure you got those questions answered mate so drop them to info at evertrek.co.uk and just let us know and 
yeah, we want to make sure you're all ready to rock, ready for um, yeah, the trip. Yeah, I want to thank uh, Joel as well. He sent me a nice email the other week about like oh, learning nice. to snowboard. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah, you've been learning, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It turns out nobody can learn. It's a myth. Um, <laughs> it's um, yeah. You any, just sit on your bum, right? Yeah, and any, just any, roll that. Yeah, it's bumbling. <laughs> Anytime you've ever seen anyone snowboard, it's um, yeah. it's CGI, fancy trickery. It's not possible. Um, it, it's actually really fun. Speaking of which, John, the great bald yeti, has clearly forgot wow, that it's Tuesday tuning and Tuesday tuning, and as a result, I'm going to share the picture he sent me, which is his new padded shorts and his butt. Wow, that so is, that's um, a great to finish. Yeah, off. so so John. <laughs> that's what you get for forgetting the tuning. <laughs> it is. But look, guys, it's been a great one today. Um, yeah, I feel like we've answered a lot of questions. Obviously, I know we, we've talked about difficulty, yeah. um, you know, different trips. If the, if you do have any questions around it and you're going through that, um, ju just think about, you know, where you're at, where you're experienced at. You, you'll know. Um, obviously, if you, if you want any extra support in making sure that you choose the right trip, because like Dave said earlier, you don't want to be going and, and, and going on to a trip and it absolutely destroys you um you know we want to to make it as enjoyable as we can it's a challenge every trip's going to be difficult but you know you if you if, if you choose the right team obviously come with us um you know listen to your guides you do some prep you do some training you enjoy it get the, get the right equipment and um just go out there and enjoy yourself honestly any trip can be the right one for you but if you do need any advice just drop us a message yep and uh, we'll help you on the journey but yeah thanks very much it's been a great live yeah it's been a good one yeah i'm happy awesome. with it happy with it yeah, it's definitely top five uh, lives. Top five. <laughs> now, great stuff, guys. All right, well, we'll catch you next week. Um, anything else to reach out to us? Don't forget about Red Hot, the code, if you want to book on to either the Summits of Fire or Ring of Fire. Um, I think we've got about eight days left. Uh, we're dropping a couple of reminders, um, which does come with um, £150 off, as well as free hire of £120 of uh, equipment. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's been great. And, yeah, we'll see you next week. Take it easy. Adios. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. I'm going to go